schadenfreude everybody must have screamed ah he's a sung hero a little pushy pushy are you back from listening to stairway to heaven twice now those are just words i looked up on the internet unreasonable doubt a podcast about west virginia university basketball starts now i've got good news and i've got bad news which which do you want to hear first do you want me to get the bad news out of the way this isn't the bad news. Let me do the intro. Hello from the studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt. This is episode 16, the Baylor Bears. Bad news first. Uh, yeah, as This podcast is called Unreasonable Down. I have been, since I've started this podcast, I would say I've been glass half full, and, and but there is, in a bad season, a point where that's it, and look, look back at the wins and losses in the Bob Huggins era, look at years where West Virginia made it to the NCAA tournament, and look at years where they did not make it to the NCAA tournament and look at the seasons where West Virginia had a losing record. And what you'll find is that none of the tournament teams, of which there were more than not, none of those teams lost four in a row at any point. Two in a row, three in a row, three in a, three in a row multiple times. But four in a row is a sign of a – Bob Huggins Mountaineers team that is going to lose more than they win. And it hurts me to say that. I don't want that to be the case. I'd love to hear the glass full argument. History is not pointing on our side here. And with our being folks who want to see this team be quote unquote fixed and turn it around with this new cast of characters, there's so many more games to play. That's the glass half full argument. Every game is difficult. That's the glass half full argument. And I hope it's not a trump card, but historically the trump card has been, have you lost four in a row? If so, you're going to end with a losing record. It's what it is. And so last season, if you recall, West Virginia was getting close. They were at home. They were playing Oklahoma. New coach, new twins, fear of losing four in a row. The, I said the lesser Groves last season. The skinnier Groves made a three at the end of the first half, and that was like the, the nail in the coffin. I, I hate to put grim terms on it, but that was it. That's when I knew that it was a losing season. Why? Because they lost four in a row. This season, it took the first four conference games to, and and West Virginia has lost them all. Now they're tied for ninth, so they're not in 10th place. Another glass half full argument. West Virginia is tied for ninth with Texas Tech, and West Virginia does get to play Texas Tech uh in the near future. And so it's, I guess there's a possibility that w- both of those teams could be winless going into that game. 
West Virginia goes to Oklahoma, and they haven't won there since Javon Carter played for WVU. And West Virginia hosts TCU, who is, at the time I'm recording this podcast, beating Texas at Texas. And Texas may have some issues with the whole lost their coat situation. And then, and then they get Texas Tech, I believe. No, they get Texas. They get Texas at home, then Texas Tech, then the Auburn game. So it's possible. And I don't want that to be possible. Do you want that to be possible? That West Virginia is has a goose egg in the win column going into the Texas Tech game? <laughs> uh, I don't want that. And that's at Texas Tech. It's, it's a grim situation. And Huggins, after the game, he, he has already blown his gasket. He was pointing to free throws. When you look at free throws, Trey Mitchell missed. Trey Mitchell shot a little bit under his average, and Joe Toussaint missed a few tonight. Everybody else made all – every free throw they attempted, they made. Not you, James McConquo, but the starters that shot free throws, they made them. This team – since they've entered conference play, remember when West Virginia in the non-conference schedule was stacking over 50% shooting games, one after the other, like mind-boggling. Don't listen back to, to old podcasts where I was – I just my head was about to explode. Like how this team is so good at offense. West Virginia, this is the best offensive team that Huggins – this has the potential to be the best offensive team that Huggins has had just based on how well they're shooting the ball. And cut to conference play, yikes. Not even sniffing 50%. West Virginia made they – were, they were over 10 at one point in the first half with threes. I think they made one towards the end of the first half. And the Jalen Bridges chant was a, was a rough one to hear. I mean, it's – not that not that they don't feel that way with the words that they said because I'm I'm sure they felt that because they said it but to say it when you haven't won a Big 12 game it's just the it's it's just the lowest common denominator there's no there's no creativity there it's just I don't know I didn't like the look, I didn't like the look of that I did not like the look of that um, I'm not a karma guy. And obviously the folks making that chant are not karma people. Um, because that guy came in to the Coliseum and he came back home and left with a dub and West Virginia was down in the first half with Flagler in foul trouble down in the first half with Cryer off a little bit. Like it was just a freshman torching you and he did it all game, but Flagler wasn't what he can be and Cryer wasn't what he could be. And they did that to you. And so now you've lost four in a row and that's it. And uh, uh, Bob Huggins players, please, please prove me wrong. I don't know. And listen, it's just me and you talking. Historically, when the when the season goes south, you don't want to hear the recap of. <laughs> I don't blame people, but you don't want to hear about West Virginia's lost 
in gut-wrenching fashion. It's not unless you're, you know, and maybe WVU, some of you, if you're still listening, thank you. Some of you may just like this kind of torture and you're, and that's who's here listening. I'm not saying you like torture. Maybe you just, I don't know why you'd be listening to any team's podcast that it's like, well, that, uh, that being said, that leads into the good news that I'll share with you here in a second. I'm still on the bad news part. <laughs> but Bob Huggins after the game, no gaskets blown. Hey, we missed free throws. I would debate that. Can't make shots close to the basket. Can't debate that. Um, the production inside, Trey Mitchell had a double-double. Uh, but he fouled out. Eric Stevenson fouled out. Kedrian Johnson fouled out. Uh, no Baylor Bears fouled out, but it wasn't a but it wasn't a referee issue, and so the bad news is, if things hold true in West Virginia, the notion that when they lose four in a row, they're going to win more than they lose. Now we're getting into unprecedented territory in the Bob Huggins era at WVU. We where he is staring at. If that's true, he's staring at two losing seasons in a row and three losing seasons out of his last five seasons. So three out of five, 19 losing season, 20 tournament team, loss of the pandemic, 21 tournament team, 22 losing season, 23 staring at if this is a predictive measure losing season three out of five i mean there's no hard questions huggins gets to stay as long as he wants i think new ad in town that's a variable but bob huggins just entered the basketball hall of fame prior to this run it's been basically automatic wvu making the ncaa tournament but that doesn't last forever. And excluding Coach K at Duke and excluding Roy Williams, like there's some exceptions to the rule. But Bobby Knight, I mean, he got it, it ended poorly for him. And he coached a team that didn't lose a game the whole season. Look at Jim Beheim and what's happening there where he's a Hall of Fame coach. He's won a national championship. Syracuse is not there on the brink of having two rough seasons in a row. And whether it's, I don't know what you chalk up to that. You could just look around and see, all right, from a coaching perspective, you've lost your fastball. Whether it's how you're recruiting, how you're dealing with the new NIL age, uh, pick, your reason, and I'm not smart enough to know what the reason is for the, for a decline in a program with a great coach. And Bob Huggins is a great coach, <clears throat> a, a great coach, a Hall of Fame coach. I don't know what goes into the decline. I'm not that smart. But if you have three losing seasons out of five, then I, it doesn't matter what your name is. You're not getting it done as a as a head coach uh, i that came out way too comfortable <laughs> and again that's if the whole 
you lose four games, you're going to have a losing season. That's happened in the other three. I'm jumping to conclusions, but I wasn't wrong last season. And does that mean I'm going to be wrong? I Oh, please be wrong, Josh. <laughs> please. Please be wrong. But if I'm not, uh, again, like, then what? There's not any hard questions. I don't, I don't think anybody's telling Bob Huggins to leave. And then it's a matter of does Bob Huggins go to I'll fix it mode again or say that I, I hate losing so much and I'm losing so much. So I, I don't want to play. I don't want to do this anymore. Premature. Just, talk, just talking it out with you. And I don't like having this conversation, you know? Because the glass half full people of which I've been in the past saying, oh, Josh, what are you talking about? Look at who they've lost to. They've lost to Kansas State 4-0 to start the Big 12 schedule. Kansas, they're 4-0 to start the Big 12 schedule. Oklahoma State, they haven't fared as well, but they gave Kansas State a tough game and they took Kansas to the end. In road games, both of those games. And then Baylor, who two years removed from winning a national championship and still has Flagler and still has Cryer and has guys who have won and won a lot. And then you lost to that Purdue team that has a giant and you lost to Xavier who's killing it. Those No bad losses, Josh. Premature talk. Please, <laughs> I want all that to be true. The problem is, if you have, if you, <laughs> if you have fifteen good losses, are you a good team? It's a, it's a cousin to the question of if you're in the best conference and you're the ten best teams, and you play the other nine teams eighteen times and lose them all, but you're the tenth best team in the whole country. You just are the worst in the best conference. Are you a good team? It's a it's a version of that question. That's where we are at. And we're four games into the Big 12 schedule. I mean, that's where I'm at. I don't want to lump you in. That's where I'm at. And it's unfortunate because I didn't put they were preseason pick ninth. I had I had a little more optimism in the preseason, but still had them finishing bottom half of the league, thinking that. Kansas State would be in transition with a new coach and Iowa State losing a bunch of guys, including Tyrese Hunter. And by that math, and then maybe Oklahoma would struggle or somebody would underperform, maybe Texas Tech, and you find yourself seventh with a chance to make it to the NCAA tournament. Now you're one of two teams that are 0-4, and it's not like a uh, like a hodgepodge in the middle. You've already got three teams in the league that are undefeated four games in, and you are the opposite of that. Oh, last bit of bad news. I, I promise there's good news. Jose Perez, his waiver was denied. He's not going to get to play this season. So the NCAA said, you have a year of eligibility. You can't use it this season. West Virginia appealed. And NCAA denied said appeal, and that's it. Jose Perez, we are not going to see him play in the 2022-2023 season. So that's bad news, too. So it is 
it is it is bleak. It is bleak. So that's the bad news. <laughs> the good news coming up. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice. And if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? I mean, Kansas City was doing ring around the rosy today. Will they do that in the playoffs? Can you bet if if the Kansas City Chiefs is going to do a ring around the rosy play? I'll look for it on DraftKings Sportsbook. I wouldn't put it past them. Here's what you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, that's tons of bad news, but I promise you good news, and let me start with that now. And this is an announcement that I'm making on the podcast. I haven't let anybody know. I am releasing this information here. I thought it'd be a great time to introduce this, especially after the result of the game tonight. Don't want to think about um, the bad news anymore. Let's talk about some good news. And let me start with a question. Do you like basements? And your answer to that question will definitely affect how good this news is. I love basements. I am proud to say that I grew up in a basement, spent a lot of time in my childhood home in the basement. Why? Nobody else around. You know, I could just play Atari. I could ride big wheels on the concrete floor. Uh, what's the, where's the best place to hang out to cool down in the summer? The cold basement. You think about CallMap and all these white noise machines that's like kind of a big thing now. Back when I grew up, the original sound machine was the dehumidifier. And with a dehumidifier running and a lack of windows, there's no sounder sleep that you can get than in a basement. It's just fantastic. And weirdly in the winter, the basement is the place to be, almost like an igloo scenario where it's actually you can warm up in the basement because it's a little it stays a little bit warmer below ground you're kind of you're insulated down there gathering for a a late basketball game hey family go to sleep upstairs i'll responsibly have the volume at a comfortable level and invite people over and watch basketball love a basement grew up in a basement don't have a basement now, lacking a basement, <laughs> missing a basement. And so maybe that's why I'm scratching the basement itch in light of the, the loss against Baylor. I'm happy to announce that I am starting, and I haven't told my current podcast network this, the Basketball Podcast Network, which are great folks. I am starting a new podcast network focused on basements. 
and it's called BBPN, the Basement Basketball Podcast Network. If you love basements, this is your network. West Virginia, in the basement of the Big 12, outsiders may look in, oh no, look at that basement team. And we're positive vibes only here at the Basement Basketball Podcast Network. We love basements. We love being in the basement. And so I'm excited to share that Unreasonable Doubt will be one of five original Basement Basketball Podcast Network podcasts, four of which to be determined, but we had the teams lined up. Louisville. I'm sorry. Or congratulations, Louisville. You're in the basement of the ACC. You will have representation in the Basement Basketball Podcast Network. Georgetown Hoya fans, do you want a Basement Dweller podcast? Look no further. A Hoyas podcast on BBPN. You can't have the Basement Basketball Podcast Network without the DePaul Blue Demons. That is a that is a given. And so I'm sorry that well, this is this is weird. Is that and I'll say the other one, the South Florida Bulls college basketball podcast focused on basement basketball teams. Is it a coincidence that all five of these teams used to be in the Big East uh, or are currently in the Big East? Who's to say? That's my lean. That's my nostalgia kicking in. My nostalgia for basements, my nostalgia for Big East teams. And so this starting five of the Basement Basketball Podcast Network, Unreasonable Doubt, four other podcasts to be determined, focused on South Florida, DePaul, Georgetown, and Louisville. And I think it's a great time to start a podcast network. And, you know, I couldn't have done this two years ago. I can do it in 2023. So I'm very excited for this. Look for more details in the future on the other four podcasts that will be joining the Basement Basketball Podcast Network. Here at BBPN, we love a good basement. We, we're not fans of windows. We're not fans of wins in conference play. We love basements. And that's what you'll get with the Basement Basketball Podcast Network. More info to come. I, I'm just so excited to be able to share that and to get this network off the ground. So be on the lookout for the Basement Basketball Podcast Network. That I made all of that up. It's only bad news. This episode of Unreasonable Doubt is sponsored by Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. I've told you about Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. You have comic books. You have sports cards. You have memorabilia. You have collectibles that maybe you want to get rid of and in return get some cash. Call Freeman's Sports Cards and Collectibles at 304-416-3631 and they'll buy your stuff. Let's say you want to buy stuff. Well, this Saturday, January 14th, Freeman's Sports Cards and Collectibles will be at the Barbersville Delta Hotel 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. and they're selling stuff. And so you can find comic books, sports cards, collectibles, 
All that out the, at the Delta Hotel, Barbersville, West Virginia, January 14th, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Check it out. Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. The next game for WVU is Saturday, January 14th, 12 noon, ESPN2. West Virginia hits the road to play the Oklahoma Sooners. As I mentioned earlier, West Virginia has not won in Norman since Javon Carter was on the team. Oklahoma comes into this one one and three in conference. They beat one of the basement teams in Texas Tech in overtime at Lubbock. And their other three losses are a one-point loss to Texas, a three-point loss to Iowa State, and a four-point loss to Kansas. So they are in a little bit better boat. If it was a competition of boats, West Virginia in a basement boat. West Virginia, what's the, what's the basement equivalent of a boat? West Virginia's in a, in a raft with, with a puncture in it. And Oklahoma is in a paddle boat. They're one and three, but they'll be at home. They still have twins that are good at basketball. That guy, Hill, who's been there a while, he's gaining confidence and he's better at basketball. And it's a tough challenge, just like every game in the Big 12. And so West Virginia is looking to avoid an 0-5 start. And Oklahoma is looking to avoid losing their first three conference home games. Two of their losses are at home. They're looking to win their first conference game. There'll be 780 people there. It's not, they don't, they don't turn out for Sooners games and they're not going to turn out for an 11 a.m. start. And so maybe that's good. We'll see what happens. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts is a great one. You can also listen on YouTube. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt, WVU for the 2022-2023 season. They have 10 wins and they have six losses. <laughs>